0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Upside of Down Motherhood. My name is Sandy Browning. I am so excited to meet with you today, even in the midst of this pandemic. I'm joined today by my dear friend, Jillian Marchenko, an author, speaker, wife, mother to four beautiful girls, and an advocate to individuals living with special needs. She is the author of two books, Sunshine Down and Still Life which you can check out on a link posted to this podcast. Today, we're talking about God's promises in this pandemic. We're diving into scripture to lead us into this uncertain time. You can follow the Upside of Down Motherhood, both on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for joining us. we're here with my dear friend, Jillian Marchenko, talking about God's promises during a pandemic. As we parent our children who have special needs, it's important for us to focus on this season that has brought us to quarantine. Hello, Jillian. Hi, friend.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Yes. So I wanted to first talk to the audience a little bit about who you are and how we know each other. Uh, it's hard for me to not feel like we're sitting in your living room, just eating yeah. drinking coffee and talking until you know all hours of the day. Uh, mm-hmm. So if you wanted just to go ahead and introduce yourself, and we'll talk a little bit about how we know each other.
1: Sure. Well, like you said, my name is Jillian. I'm married to Sergey, and we live in St. Louis. He pastors a church called Chatham Bible Church in the suburbs of St. Louis. We have four daughters. um, Goodness, uh, 20, 18, 15, and 14, or they're both 14. I'm not really sure, but four daughters. (laughs) No, blurs together after
0: you have three, you know, the fourth is just like, okay.
1: (laughs) Well, our two youngest, so Polly and Evie, they're the same age for a few months until the first birthday, and I always get confused if they're 14 or 15. I should probably look into that, but. Anyway, yeah, and I'm also um, an author and a speaker and I write and speak about the intersections of trials and truth in a believers life and what I mean by that is just the hard places we find ourselves in as Christians here in the world in a broken world yet redeemed living as redeemed people. So. Um, my big topics are really fun things like depression. And I talk a lot about special needs because you and I have that in common. We'll talk about it. Mm -hmm. So I just um, really have a heart for people who find themselves in broken spots. And my goal and my hope is just to share the love of Jesus and shine that light in those spots.
0: Absolutely. I think that uh, for me personally, when I Bought both of your books. My husband at one point had to take it away from me, but he's like, You need to go to sleep. And I'm like, I just want to finish the book. So <laughs> <laughs> yes, oh. definitely put a, a link out there and check out the books on Amazon. It's just wonderful to um, you know, give a raw and true outlook, um, you know, of of what life can look like and how the gospel just, you know, how God comes in and is a part of
1: mm-hmm.
0: the deep and dark. Areas that don't always look so bright with rainbows, you know, and the, and that's yes, walk. That's our that's the life, you know, that we yeah yeah all to live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Uh For those who don't know, um, so Jillian and Sergey, her husband, are the ones who married us, and so they did our premarital counseling, and actually came to oh, faith gosh. to know Christ because of your family. I mean, it's just. You know, I, I look back to our original just like relationship and getting to mm-hmm. know all your family, and how God has, you know, sustained our friendships for this long. And so I'm just forever thankful and grateful for you guys.
1: You're definitely our go-to people. Us you're, too, you know, man. You're, oh, you're.
0: <laughs> you I are.
1: can't tell you. Yeah, your your story and just the way that Jesus has radically changed your life for the gospel, and just the the witness you are and also just your deep love of other people. Um it's just a it's just a joy for us to watch and share this journey with you. And I'm so thankful. Um, you know, we've been in ministry for over 20 years and you have some of these favorite stories and you're definitely one of our favorite stories, Sandy. <laughs> just to see how Jesus comes in and redeems and changes and grows a family is just really exciting. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. And we'll get in
0: a little bit um, about just how your family was the first family that we called when we received our diagnosis for Olivia, that she had Down syndrome and how God perfectly orchestrated that and kept you in our life and um, really helped us uh, during a time that was uncertain and difficult for us. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Isn't it amazing that he knew we were going to have even more in common? I mean, we already all really like each other. And then you bring in special needs and it's like
0: yes. it. and, and I just I just knew I'm like I am going to call because not only does she know me does she love me and our family but she knows she knows yeah. she walked this life this calling to parent a child who has special needs and uh it's just um yeah it's definitely encouraging to see how God works and is working mm-hmm. Give, um, in our life he, he doesn't take the back seat and so we see that tangibly love it yeah, yes so we're going to start with our first topic um kind of just talking about uh god's promises during this pandemic and so uh it's important for us to share and meditate on what his promises are so what would you say are some of the promises of god that have rung loud for you in your life mm-hmm. during this season
1: Yeah, you know, before we started recording, you and I were talking about how this conversation looks so different. Um, It's a different conversation in 2020, as opposed to what it would have been in 2019 or 2018 with all the intricacies and the things that are happening this year. Um, And just to give a little bit of uh, understanding to your listeners, I know I shared about our four daughters, but our two youngest have down syndrome so polly was born um, with down syndrome and then she uh was diagnosed with a second disorder called moya moya which is a stroke and seizure disorder when she was three and she went through a couple brain surgeries so we had a lot of challenges with that and then evangeline is our fourth daughter and we adopted her from ukraine and she has down syndrome and autism so she has a dual diagnosis uh and our girls are both very different and also very similar but um i figured i would share that before i jumped in so that they understood where i was coming from as a special needs mom um but when you asked me about that question you know i just thought what are the promises i mean there are so many promises in scripture that we can hold on to in hard times and i'm so thankful for that and it just made me go back and look through my prayer journal this year to say okay so what really were some times that God really spoke and shared a promise with me again, something that I could grab onto. And it made me go to the Psalms. I love the Psalms and we all love the Psalms, but in hard times, I feel like we go back to the Psalms over and over again. And there, we're just reminded that um, in Psalm 90, it says, God, you are our dwelling place. And for this year with us all being at home all the time, looking like we had shelter, most of us, and we're really thankful for that, but our shelter kind of started to close in a bit. It became a little too much, you know, always home with our family all the time. And just to think that even in that situation, though, we realized that this house is just a place where we're staying, but our shelter and our dwelling place is God, the almighty God, the great I am, which is so encouraging to me. Um, and you know, my daughter, Elena, was struggling with some stuff one day at college. And just my reading for that morning was out of Psalm 121. And there's a couple promises in this that I'd like to share too. Is it okay if I read it? It's very short. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Okay. So Psalm 121, I lift up my eyes to the hills from where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. And there's so many promises right in that. You know, like I already talked about Psalm 90 and dwelling, but I just think God is our keeper. And in a year of a pandemic and crazy political unrest and our churches kind of falling apart here and there, wow, it's amazing to remember that God is our keeper and he will keep us. He is sovereign. He knows our going in and our coming out. You know, it's just amazing to be able to fall back into those rock solid attributes of God in times like this. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, it definitely becomes our our lifeline because, uh, for example, with us... I mentioned a little bit before we started recording, we've kind of just been stretched very, very thin. And mm. in this season of high intense need with remote learning and therapy is now taking place at home, uh, meaning I am the therapist, right? Exactly. <laughs> I, I am the special need, you know, the, <laughs> I'm the teacher the therapist that, you know, all of it, I, I've held all of these titles, um, but of course, unable to fulfill them all has drawn us to the Father more intense and, and more frequent, and that is always, always just such a good and um, such a good thing. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. It is definitely um, difficult, you know. For us, I, I wanted to share. That, um, you know, in Second Corinthians 4, we see um, just this Bible verse that I, I it just, it, I kind of just go to it when I'm out of energy, when I get distraught about Olivia not being in school and her not being able to hang out with her friends and see her teachers, um, that in Second Corinthians 4, where it says, uh, for this momentary affliction is precarious. Yes an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison when i read that last part just beyond all comparison for that to me to to fuel my spirit is letting me know it's not just something little you know it's not that god is looking at our afflictions and saying okay you know uh this all this will do something no god is saying this is going to do something beyond all comparison—that he is working. That every, yeah. every tear, every struggle, every hardship is bringing eternal mm-hmm. weight. It's preparing, you know, preparing for us. And it, I love it, that. It's like a cycle that we go through in motherhood, at least for myself, of feeling distraught because I cannot fill every single title that needs to be filled, you know, i can't be a teacher and a therapist and a mom and a worker, but mm-hmm. yet, God reminds us that this is momentary.
1: And yes. And I just yeah. like want to lift
0: my hands in the kitchen, right. As I see the pile of dishes, like piling up over and over and over again, that I'm like, Lord, this is momentary. <laughs> <Hallelujah>. <laughs> <laughs> this is momentary. Yeah. It's yeah. Not- not eternal is not forever
1: yes Yeah. yeah because so much you know like with our with all these sweet kids home doing virtual school and all of our families being rearranged you know it's been so hard on the population at large but then i have to say as families who have with kids with special needs There's this added, well, I can't say it's added because I don't know what it's like not to have kids with special needs. Mm -hmm. So I can only speak from my perspective, which is yeah, all of a sudden I am a therapist and I'm the tutor. And so virtual learning for us means 99 to 100% support. You know, like our daughter Evangeline can't sit at the computer by herself at all. So it's a full day of home learning for everybody, not to say that in her class it's been adjusted so she's not sitting there as long as Polly is who's a little bit um, in a different area functionality wise, you know, but still it's just this heightened stress of always being on and always having to um, do everything is just tenfold now for the whole world but I do think. um, It's definitely challenging. So I love that thought that you have, you know, from reminding me of that scripture that this light and, you know, like it's not going to last and that we have this hope. You know, it makes me think of Hebrews 10, where it says, Let us hold on to the confession of our hope without wavering, since he who promised is faithful. And that's what's so great too about our faith and about Jesus is that we know he's faithful because we've seen it in his life and death and resurrection. We see it in his word. And so we can hold on to that and we can struggle with hope. I, I'm not, not struggling. I'm struggling, <laughs> but I can struggle with hope, you know, because of Christ.
0: Yes, absolutely. And, you know, and kind of just talking about our story and what our kiddos are going through right now, because I love what you said. It's not that, um, it's, Worse than other kiddos who don't have special needs, but both of us parent kids who have special needs and that don't have special needs, and so I do understand and see the struggle, for example, in my child who does not have special needs. It's still very hard. Yes, parenting my daughter who has down syndrome brings a different. Um, set of its own struggles. It is a different dynamic. I, I feel like when I first heard about all remote learning, specifically for her, I had a deep sadness and a deep grief. Mm-hmm. because I know the value of all of her therapies coming from school one-on-one. And it broke me for a while. It just it did because you see the progress, you see the change in that. Mm-hmm. Not that they don't get it at home, but when yes. you have that extra support, you know what I mean. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, and and so I, I think that for me, um, in particular, to that, it was uh, a, a, I was profoundly sad for it, and and I knew that God is going to provide in his in His way. Um, But the absence of it is hard.
1: Yes, and we know what it takes. Um, You know, through the summer months, we have to do more so that the girls don't regress with what they had learned in the year. So there was all that fear of losing skills that they had attained. Mm -hmm. Just that stress of knowing this for all intents and purposes is on my shoulders now to educate my kids when, you know, honestly, that's a huge area of struggle for me and fear That the lord's just brought me up against this year he's proved faithful and there are blessings through this experience but i can really identify with that feeling it was almost like just kind of losing your breath a little bit Mm -hmm. like lord are we going to be able to do this you know um i don't i can't do this (laughs) which we know as christians and as people who follow jesus and study the sacred text we know that that's a great place to be in because we trust the Lord and when we are weak, he is strong, but we still have those feelings and we still have to work through them. They're all still there. Yeah, so I can definitely relate to that. And, you know, my girls, my younger girls would never ask to go do things socially. That was their social was school. So for them to be home, you know, for Evangeline, she's nonverbal and it's hard to, and I don't even wanna attempt to assess where she is um, you know, functionally, or what age she is, or whatever. But mm-hmm. I will say that it's just she doesn't understand what's going on. All right. she knows is she's had 11 months at home. Mm-hmm. If it's been 11, am I making that longer than it needs to be? I don't know.
0: That sounds like <laughs> that right. It feels yeah. like 11.
1: <laughs> 11 years? I don't know. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, and we, <laughs> we can read her stories, and we can talk through and try to explain. And like Polly understands and we can walk her through what coronavirus is and why it's important. But for Evie, all she knows is all of a sudden her life got very small. Absolutely. It's just in this house. And she's pulling out her hair and she's scratching herself everywhere. And I can see the the stress and the anxiety in her. And I have to try to figure out, okay, Lord, how do we do? How do we do this now?
0: Yes, yes, because we both, you know, have this gift where we parent a child who is nonverbal. And mm-hmm. just because our nonverbal kids cannot verbally, you know, express, but they will express it. It they are it comes out. Yeah, it does. It comes out and it comes out in different ways and they are impacted by the pandemic.
1: For sure. Uh,
0: one of the, one of the things that you said is that this is an outlet for, you know, school has been an outlet for, for them to have their social. And I 100% agree with it because this is their opportunity to see friends and to see teachers. And we have the dynamic as moms of kiddos with special needs that requires a, Oh, a, a really it, p- it places us in a very vulnerable place uh, and, and I'm speaking pre-pandemic um, mm-hmm. where we add you know advocate for our children to have those social interactions. It doesn't happen naturally and you, sometimes it does and that is great and that is fine. and there are people who actively pursue uh, an intentional relationship with our kids. but for the most part, it is parents advocating for our kids to have it and school is one of those places where it just naturally happens because yeah and they learn and it's great um and yeah it it definitely is just a a different uh dynamic I know that Mm -hmm. for us um how Olivia is doing at home we've seen her really triumph with um obstacles that we thought were not achievable at home. And yet she did. You know, one, one big thing for her was going up and down the stairs. And she was working on that f- with physical therapy prior to pandemic. And I thought, oh Lord, you know, the just the dedication that it's going to take to have her get used to holding onto the railing and going up and down the stairs. We know those take time. Those take consistency and mm-hmm. you know, with it. And now you see her and she is up and down the stairs. Oh,
1: that's (laughs) so great.
0: Little little joys where we just celebrate like, ah, Lord, thank you. Like, yes, this this is your, um, this is your provision. This is your way of saying you might not fill all these titles, but I am taking care of her. I'm taking care of your child within the walls of your home. Although you feel like the pandemic, um, makes it Lonely and yeah, yeah, depressing, you know, uh, it can be, you know, kind of
1: just feel that way, but yeah, go, Olivia. Yeah, I'm just like cheering her on. I'm like, you go, girl, you got this. Um, yes, you know, we too have seen so overall, it's been very difficult, um, in general, obviously, but we have seen triumphs here and there too with our kids. And I really don't think we would have had that opportunity had we not been in this in this situation, you know, like I am very involved in both of the girls educational goals now before I would be involved in the IEP and we would write back and forth and her teachers were great about talking with me. But now I know exactly what's going on and the areas they need to work on and the things that they're doing that they're growing in that the teachers aren't always telling me and um That's been a a surprisingly sweet aspect of all this, that we get to see them achieve and grow and that they are achieving and growing. That it's not just, well, if they're only in this one situation, that's where we're gonna see improvement. No, our kids, like any other kids, are always growing and learning and changing. And once again, for me, I have to remember not to sell them short or our family short by thinking, well, (laughs) that's going to be a year off from school. That's not actually what's happening. They're still learning and growing because they're individuals who are learning and growing, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's been, um, it's been encouraging. Evie came out one day, she had on a pair of shorts and a shirt and she came out of her room with a pair of jeans on. So she got out clothes and put them on herself. And that's how we learned that she could (laughs) (laughs) and it's like these are silly examples but it's like wow you know usually on a school day we're all hustle bustle get out the door everybody get dressed get those to everybody you know on the weekends we would work more on self-help skills when we had more time Mm -hmm. but we do have more time now and so we can take things slower and work on these things as we go and yeah like i said that's a silly example but we're seeing a lot uh, a lot more interaction from EB 2 and i think she's just so bored. She's willing to hang out with us. I mean, she's a typical teenager who thinks we're pretty lame, and yet she's hanging out with us now. So yeah, there are, there are good things to see in these difficult times.
0: Yeah, it's an opportunity to dive in, get your hands dirty. It's heavy. It can be burdensome, but yet the reward of what God allows you to see is so good because it's de- these are things that we miss in a regular routine with yeah where they're out physically at school and we might be working or doing other things and don't don't see the growth but now we have like a front row seat yeah
1: do you remember when our kids were like under three and everybody came to our house and we were like completely involved in it and then i remember it being a little bit of a grief when it all shifted to school because mm-hmm. i was not as involved i didn't know what to work on at home i didn't know what the plan was um and then i kind of settled into that and thought this is great i don't have to yeah. worry so much you know there's a group of people yeah. and I, now
0: I go to a meeting here and there and get Yeah, and
1: now i'm much more involved again and and there's there's some real blessing involved in that too
0: yes yes and for our listeners one of the things that is so important here just at the upside down motherhood and i was sharing with Jillian of just God's calling um, to have our community be involved. If you are a family who does not parent someone with special needs, but maybe you have someone at your workplace or maybe you're a teacher and it's the student in your class or the neighbor on your block or someone at your church, a family, um, how can we foster community with our special needs families? How can we love and support them even in this uh isolating pandemic season you know still fostering community what what would you say are some things uh that would help uplift the spirit at home
1: well i think um so i've been a special needs parent for 15 years now and i've had some experience with many different types of families and i guess i don't know why i would say that that doesn't say anything that doesn't connect to anything I'm going to say now. I don't know why I said that, but I guess what what I mean is um, for us, just people asking about our kids and wanting to be interested, you know, there's this uh, apprehension for some people, like they don't want to make it so it's not normal. So they don't want to ask specific questions about Polly or Evie because they don't want to make a big deal out of it. But, and I don't think every mom is like this, but for me, I'd much rather talk about the girls and who they are in all their beauty and the way God made them, you know, and that for us does include special needs. And I actually do like talking about it sometimes. I like it when someone says, so how's Evie's development going and -hmm. stuff. Now, maybe someone with a brand new diagnosis who's in a real place of pain to just adjusting to this news in their lives may not feel like that. But for me, being farther down the road, I just like it that people say, wow, what is that like to have a child with Down syndrome or or tell me a couple things about Polly? I wouldn't know, you know, that I'd like to know just to get to know the child and the family and and the and the special need, I think, um, is one way the community can help. You know, before we came to this church in St. Louis. Um, they hadn't had much experience with special needs before and they actually asked the down syndrome association to come out and do a saturday workshop so church members came on a saturday to learn about down syndrome so that they could welcome our family more fully when we came and that's a big expression but there's little ones like if you don't know the disability you can google it now what i always tell people is if they do google put 2020 on there because you don't want outdated (laughs) information (laughs) yeah Yeah. that's your sources you know your sources listen to great podcasts like this one you know that's up to date um but i think learning about the disability and learning about the family like in my in my world and i don't know if you'd agree with this sandy but to me it's not taboo it's part of our family i'd like to talk about it And sometimes, if it's never mentioned, it feels like that's not a part of our family, but it is.
0: Right. And had I not parented a child with special needs, I feel like I would be in that same boat. I wouldn't know. Sure. I would would feel uncomfortable. What if I say the wrong thing? What if I say something that is offensive? What if they don't understand what I'm trying to talk about? And Mm -hmm. it's. It comes out the wrong way. So then what do many people do? Many people just say, Never mind, I'm not gonna, I'm just would rather not talk about it and not bring right. it. Up. Um, and so yeah, this is definitely a good opportunity to share with the world that we
1: want to talk about it, you know, that we that it we it just helps to, to build it. bridges, you know. I think families who we they learn a little bit more about Polly are more apt to invite her over for a play date because it's less scary to them and what we don't know we're scared of right. but these things aren't scary these differences in us the way that we're made but we just have to be educated and learn
0: yeah learn about
1: them you know
0: but there's enough grace and mercy if something came out the wrong way if it wasn't your intention to say something a certain way as warrior moms special needs moms we understand it we get it and and we will not um you know hopefully be so offended. And if we are, we will correct it gently, (laughs) you know, um, just to make it better and to help it, you know, to help the conversations grow and and flow through the season. Um, but yes, I think that for, for our family specifically, it is so helpful when someone genuinely wants to know about our daughter and Mm -hmm pandemic invite her over yes uh, or even during the pandemic set yep. up a facetime or chalkboard on our driveway these are meaningful relationships for them and although yes although my daughter is nonverbal, when she receives an invite and when she receives a message she knows she knows yeah you see it in her in her smile and uh, an extra pep in her step. Yes <laughs> and, yes. Yeah. And so I, you know I think that it's just so important that we can advocate for them, but that community also pours in and says, hey,
1: I want to be a part of it. Let me jump in and yeah because parents don't always want to ask we get tired of asking <laughs> you know and and it depends on how well the people know you but we have a dear couple in our home group that we know very well who works with the children ministry and i'm saying all this because it does matter that you know people who spend time with your kids and you and i both really value that but they called um And they said, we're gonna mask up and we'd like to take Polly and Evie to the outdoor park near your house for an hour. And we were like, done, like, go for it. And just for them to be with other people that they didn't have to look at mom and dad for an afternoon, um, we had a really hard time getting Evie out of her car when they came (laughs) 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 She She's like, no, I like, that place again. But I think, you know, outside of the pandemic times, concrete help is very much welcome and usually um, a piece of, of advice i usually give in the mental health world is be concrete mm-hmm. if families are overwhelmed don't say we'd love to have your kid over sometime because the mom's not gonna set it up right. and it kind of just goes in one ear and out the next even though if the person is well-intentioned but if you say can we hang you know have you guys over for a play date next saturday mm-hmm. or hey we're dropping off a meal tomorrow afternoon on your porch. Mm-hmm. So you take it off of the other person's plate of deciding anything or asking for help. Mm-hmm. I think that that's just a very grace-filled godly way of filling needs without asking people to do the work for it.
0: Absolutely. Just taking that proactive approach and saying, I'm serious. <laughs> you know I'm going to do this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're good and we really really want to do this and it it means the world to our kids and we're forever grateful and thankful for that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
0: Well, thank you so much for talking with us today. This is just a great reminder for families in this season um, that can feel isolating to know that we have each other and that we can still have these conversations and meditate on the promises of God uh, during this pandemic.
1: Yeah. And it's so important. I think for people who are listening, who are believers, you know, just stay close to Jesus, you know, there's so much benefit in our lives for reading scripture daily, just having that rhythm of renewal in our lives and staying closely to the word of God and letting it fill us. And then for people here who maybe don't know Jesus, I would encourage them to check out the Gospel of John or reach out to Sandy or me or anyone. We would love to talk to you about Jesus and about um, God's plan you know, for their lives, which is a weird way of saying that God has a great plan and Jesus is, it. <laughs> you know, it, it says in Colossians, he is before all things and by him all things hold together. And so I guess my encourage, my encouragement for Christians and um, non-Christians are is get close to Jesus. Stay close to Jesus. Well, yeah.
0: You're not alone. And we are here.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for having me, Sandy. Oh,
0: thank you. Thank you for joining us, Jillian.
1: Love you. Love you too.